Hey, what's up? Nice weather, huh? Say, how's it going? Everything great? Oh no, that's not gonna cut it. Let's get a little deeper. You're listening to the Not So Small Talk podcast with your host, Jackie Wilson. Tune in as she dives deep into her life as a thriving small business owner. Well, hello. It's great to be with y'all today. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. This is the fourth episode, and I was so excited to get on and talk and chat with you guys about this particular topic. Uh, You can see it in the title, but this episode is all about imposter syndrome and confidence. And I have been thinking about this all day, just so excited to sit down and record this. Um, If you're not aware of the pattern, I do like to focus on just two themes, two topics for my podcast and share and kind of expand on those things. Uh, This one I find very near and dear to my heart because I have been through so many battles with my confidence um, and I'm going to share that with you. But before we get into it, Again, I just want to say thank you for being here. I wanted to give you a discount code. If you're not aware, I have um, sampler boxes every month, and it's yummy, delicious cookies of different designs and flavors that I ship out at the beginning of every month. And I would like to offer you a discount for listening to this podcast. So if you go to JackieSweetShapes.com and enter at checkout, um, so you'll purchase the one-time purchase sampler box, which is on the homepage, and then at checkout, type in 30 podcast that's three zero p-o-d-c-a-s-t and that's going to give you 30 percent off a monthly um or the one-time monthly purchase so one month box it is so delicious you're going to enjoy it all right so i wanted to start with a story and it stems from a cartoon that actually one of my followers sent me so jasmine if you're listening thank you for giving us this content and so i'm gonna just kind of explain and this will set the tone for our episode today so bob is sitting at his desk working and his manager uh, cindy comes in and says bob can i speak to you in my office she walks out the door back to her office and bob says oh no I'm going to get fired. As he's walking to her office, he thinks, oh, she realizes it was a mistake to hire me. She sits down in his, in, um, sorry, he sits down in her office and she says, Bob, you're doing a great job. I'm giving you a raise. And he walks off and says, oh no, more days until she realizes I'm a mistake. (laughs) Isn't that so true? It's like if we're not afraid of failure, we're then afraid of success, and we're just so convinced that we're going to be found out one of these days. And the definition, if you're not aware, most of you most likely are aware of imposter syndrome. It's very popular these days, but the actual definition of imposter syndrome is an internal experience or belief that you are not as competent as others perceive you to be. So, you know, we could have, there might be this beautiful woman and somebody, you know, all these people t- say, tell her she's beautiful and, you know, she 
I guess, you know, maybe she's a model, and she just thinks to herself, oh man, if only they would see me without makeup, they would see I'm not that beautiful, or everybody says I'm beautiful, but they don't really know my flaws, or I'm really not that beautiful. It's an internal experience and belief that you are not as fill in the blank, competent, beautiful, successful, funny, as others perceive you to be. Um, So that's the definition. And what I have found when I've talked to family and friends is that imposter syndrome affects everyone. And I want to say a disclaimer, every healthy adult, no matter their age, race, gender, career. It affects everyone. It is the weirdest thing (laughs) to talk to so many people and they feel inadequate. They feel like they're going to be found out. They feel like they're going to be fired one day because they're not as good as people say they are or whatever. It's pretty much everyone except children and I would say those who are um, maybe disabled or have a disability or some kind of mental illness that keeps them from really being able to like perceive what other people think of them. When I was a kid, and I'm not really a kid kid, but like when I was 14, I never struggled with imposter syndrome because I actually thought I was better than everybody and I thought that I was good at everything. I was very talented, but I literally, I could have been like not the best, but I thought I was the best. And I had no fear of speaking publicly. I, because it was like this arrogance was clouding me. And so I never actually struggled with imposter syndrome until I became more aware of what people thought of me, more aware of other people's talents and abilities, and just became more mature in my view of the world and society. So, uh, and that could apply to you as well. Maybe there's something you can think back on that, you know, as a teenager, you thought you were the best and now you don't do it anymore because you're too insecure of your abilities and you think other people are better than you, right? I've, I've definitely seen that as well. Well, the first time I think the imposter syndrome really kind of baffled me was when I was, it was only a few years ago, maybe four years ago. And I had a coworker. She was a personal trainer. I was a personal trainer at the time, full time. She was older. She might listen to this podcast one day. Um, but she was. She's in her sixties, and she had been a personal trainer, a fitness instructor for her whole life. Uh, she started when she was twenty. She'd been doing it for forty years something crazy like that. She was amazing. (laughs) She was absolutely amazing. Everybody loved her. She had such a kind spirit, such a great teacher. And I remember I was working at the desk and she came up and she said, you know, in all my years of doing this, I have never once not thought that somebody is going to realize I don't know what I'm doing and they're going to find out that I don't have a clue and I shouldn't be doing this. And she kind of laughed and and there was another trainer that was like, oh yeah, me too. And I just kind of like was baffled. Like I looked at her and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> You've been doing this for 40 years and you feel like somebody's going to find out that you don't have a clue what you're doing? And of course, 
I was like, yeah, that's not true. There's no way that you've been doing this for 40 years and are as successful as you are and you don't have a clue what you're doing. You definitely have a clue what you're doing, but she believed that she did not have a clue what she was doing. And that is literally what the imposter syndrome is. You could be the best of the best and yet internally you feel like you don't have a clue what you're doing and somebody's going to find out and then they're not going to want to pay you or they're going to not want your service, you know, whatever it is that you do. I was, uh, I listened to podcasts and I listened to, believe it or not, two hours or more worth of podcasts a day because when I'm working, I'm either watching a show, listening to music or listening to a podcast. Absolutely love podcasts. And uh, there is this one podcast that I listened to and if you if you want to check it out it's it's amazing uh, but it's called boundaries.me uh, they might have recently changed the name but that's what it is or that's what it was yesterday i don't know they said that they're going to change it to the dr henry cloud show so henry cloud he is a psychologist and he had a little segment on the imposter syndrome and he said that or his advice was that confidence is what combats the imposter syndrome and I started kind of thinking if that could be true for my life you know today I was kind of I kind of question things that are said um, when it's a solution I do tend to say okay is that is that does that apply to me and the only time I can really think back to a skill that I had where I did not feel the imposter syndrome was teaching swim lessons and teaching spin classes. And obviously very different, well, exercise, but teaching, yes. And I believe that I did not feel like an imposter because I had so much confidence in what I did. I was a swimmer all my life, except for four years, age zero to four. <laughs> and I taught swimming pretty much by the age of 10. I've been teaching for 15 years and I just know that I'm a really good teacher. I know I've worked with so many people. I've spent so many hours and when I'm teaching swimming, I'm so confident in my ability to teach somebody how to swim and just learn the basics of water safety that I don't feel like an imposter. And so when I thought about that and the same thing applied to spin classes, but or indoor cycling, whatever you want to call it. But I, I was listening to what Dr. Cloud was saying, and I thought, you know, I think that's true for me, that the things that I'm most confident in, I definitely don't struggle with that imposter syndrome. Now, that's not to say that if we just gain a bunch of confidence, we're good. We won't have, we won't feel like imposters, so we just got to gain more confidence. I think that's a little bit, it's less black and white than that. It's a little trickier than that, right? But I do want to say that there's a difference between confidence and arrogance. When I was a kid, I was arrogant, right? And I didn't feel like an imposter. When I'm teaching swim lessons, I'm not arrogant. I'm confident that I'm good at what I do, that I, I am able to help somebody to the best of my ability. And that makes me feel less like an imposter. But I think the difference between confidence and arrogance is that with arrogance, you feel like you're the best, there's no one better than you, you're the only person that can help this person, 
but with confidence there's a humility there that acknowledges you can always learn more you can always be better there's somebody better than you all the time but you believe you are fully capable to help this person to offer your service or your product in the best way that you can you know that you can you can do that and then the confidence is there but it doesn't seep over into arrogance because there's still that humility that says but i know i can learn more to be even better i know i could learn even more to help them you know even better or somebody's going to come in and coach me about something that's going to help me even be a better coach or be a better instructor or be a better business owner right so i think it's important to kind of see that difference and ask yourself do i feel confident and will that help me you know with the imposter syndrome uh, but also am i am i arrogant because that's that's not the same thing. Arrogance is not necessarily, it's, it might make you blind to imposter syndrome, but it's not necessarily going to um, really better your life and make you a better person or a better coach or whatever. As we kind of talk about this, I wanted to share some more things, a couple of other things. There's another podcaster who I love and she, her name is Jasmine Starr and it's the Jasmine Starr Show. And if you are a small business owner or an entrepreneur, I highly recommend listening to her podcast. She's awesome, gives great advice. Uh, but I was listening to something, one of her podcasts about uh, people feeling insecure about their abilities, kind of the same thing. And this is kind of my reflection from that podcast. We ask ourselves, who am I to be paid for this? Who am I to teach this class? Who am I to do this thing? You know, there's so many other people that are better than me. You know, that that person is better and charges less or I don't really have much to offer uh, this person. I really don't know a whole lot about this thing. Um, and she said, no, who are you not to be that person? If you're asking yourself, who am I, blank, 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 whatever, who you should also ask yourself, who are you not to help those people? Who are you not? To offer this product because you knowing 10% more than whoever you're teaching are credible to teach. You being 10% better than that person at a particular thing literally makes you credible and valuable to that person. If I know how to make cookies, which obviously I do, but in the beginning, I knew how to do it. I had those supplies. I was not very good, but I was 10%, at least 10% better than the people paying for my cookies. So are they going to pay? Heck yes, they're going to pay because they can't do what I do. They can't, they couldn't do it at that time. Now, granted, seven years later, I'm so much better than I was and I can charge more now, which I do. I charge five times more than I did then. But if you are only 10% better than somebody, you are then automatically qualified to teach that person, to give that person a service, to give that person a product. And I think that's so important because when I heard that, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then we're not comparing ourselves then to people in the same industry. We're comparing ourselves to our consumer. They are paying for something that they need or that they can't get otherwise. And we have it, we have that knowledge, 
we have that product and we can offer it. And heck yes, we deserve that money because we're 10% better. <laughs> so just keep that in mind if you are feeling inadequate. I know I feel inadequate all the time. Um, probably more so when I was a personal trainer. I could relate to that cartoon. My boss often would call me in. Funny story, my boss is now a subscriber and a consumer of mine. But when she was my boss, she would call me. She would say, I need to talk to you. And so many times I thought, oh gosh, this is the end. This is it. And nine times out of ten, it was something minuscule or something paperwork or, you know, oh, you're doing a great job or, oh, this person said, you know, this about you. I wanted to let you know you're doing a great job. And then as soon as you walk out, you're like, oh, great. Now the bar's been even higher. Now I got it. And now I have more responsibility because with, you know, responsibility is a little scary, there are more opportunities to fail, right? So I think that's kind of that fear of success is still kind of a fear of failure because we're afraid we're going to be so successful that it's just going to, more and more is going to be asked of us and more and more opportunities to fail, right? These are my little tips for how to improve or how to combat this imposter syndrome and how to improve your confidence. And Obviously, I mean, I kind of gained some of this from other people, but it's really just my life and my experience and kind of what I've seen that's helped me take it or leave it. Um, go ahead and research your own stuff, if you will. But if you are not somebody who struggles with this, then maybe it'll just be something to kind of be able to help other people because there's always going to be people, family and friends who struggle with this. My mom just told me, Hi, mom. She's probably listening. Uh, she just told me the other day that she f she fears being found out, you know, and, and specific things that she was sharing. I was kind of sitting there going, mom, like, you're, you're amazing. What, you know, you didn't be feeling that way. Come on, we're you're good. Like, there's so many people around you who literally are thinking that you feel a certain way about them, you know, or that you believe they're better than they think they are. Like, even if I told, even though I told my mom, you're awesome, she probably still went back and said, ah, I'm not really that awesome. I'm going to keep telling her because it's true, right? So that um, leads into my first little tidbit of sort of advice is to combat imposter syndrome. I think the first step is just being open about it and telling somebody that, you know, who's safe and that you love and you feel comfortable with, telling them in what ways you feel like you're going to be found out, in what ways you feel like an imposter. I know that my mom did that, you know, this past week. My dad, he often talks about how he feels inadequate. I know I talk to my husband all the time about it. And just being, just saying it, like saying, I know that you think this of me, but I don't think that I am that way or I know you think I'm awesome this is generalized but I know you think I'm awesome but I really don't feel awesome and just talking about it is sort of like the first step to get it get it out <laughs> to the world and we get it out and we acknowledge it I think awareness and acknowledgement is the first step secondly my second tip is you want to surround yourself with people you know whoever maybe it's the person that you told that safe person that you feel close to you want to surround yourself with people who are going to believe in you and cheer you on. I have found that to be so helpful. When I feel like an imposter, 
I constantly, I think this is one of my husband's strengths and I love him for it. He always validates me. I don't really ask for it. It's not like I'm sitting there saying, tell me I'm beautiful, honey. You know, tell me I'm awesome. I'm not. But he just consistently is just like, you're doing such a great job. Wow, your cookies have gotten so good in the last six months. I can't believe the progress. You know, I thought you were good enough already and you've gotten even better. Or he'll just, he, he comes in and just randomly every, every day, he says things about how much he believes in me. And, you know, it is vice versa the same for me, but I would say that is like his strength is that words of affirmation. And I would highly recommend surrounding yourself with people like that who can really cheer you on, be your cheerleaders, be your biggest fans, and they believe in you. And they will tell you, no, that's stinking thinking. You know, don't think that way. You really are awesome. And even if you still, again, after they give you those affirmations, say, oh, no, I'm really not. They're just saying that. I'm, I'm telling you time again, time and time again, them saying that is going to eventually really help you in how you think about yourself. Even if you don't, even if it's subconscious and you don't realize it, it will really help you. Um, thirdly, I would say confront and those feelings and challenge the things you're telling yourself. Maybe that's like very foreign to you. It's a very psychological thing. And maybe it's just because I've been, I listen to Dr. Henry Cloud about boundaries every two hours a day, but really confront these feelings and kind of ask yourself like, why am I feeling this? Um, why do I feel like I'm an imposter? Who am I comparing myself to? And why was I just triggered by that person's talents to then internally feel worth less, right? Challenge the lies that you might be, and maybe they're, maybe you don't feel like they're lies. Maybe you really are not as good as that other person, but just challenge that thinking. Why are you comparing yourself to that other person? Why does that comparison of that person who you think is better than you keep you from doing what you love or doing what you're good at right some photographers I mean there's the the market is saturated with photographers and so if you're a photographer I can see how you would be easily persuaded not to get into it not to grow your business because you might look around and say man there's so many other people that are better than me well here's a fact there will always be somebody better than you. But remember, you only have to be 10% better than your consumer to charge them and to teach, right? So I would just challenge, my husband always encourages me to do this. Um, he always said, you know, he'll, he'll ask me, you know, and it's trained me to ask myself, but he'll ask me, where is that coming from? Or why do you keep talking about that person who you think is better than you? It's just creating this pattern in your brain to feel like less and less, you know, um, adequate. So really challenge those lies, I would say. I, uh, you know, Dr. Cloud was saying, grow in your confidence, right? So if there is something, a particular skill, let's say, I'm just going to stick to the photographer. Uh, let's say you're a photographer and... You know you're better than some people, but you're not as good as some others. 
but you've had people pay you you've had clients say you're you're great they'd pay you again they do it again they recommend you to other people so yes you are credible and adequate if you struggle with the imposter syndrome i would just grow grow in your skill take as many pictures as you can learn as much as you can to grow in that confidence because yes there does seem to be a correlation between getting better at a skill and that imposter syndrome being less and less, right? Uh, but there are still, you know, going to be people who are the best photographers out there and they still struggle with that. And so I'm not saying that, th that that's going to fix your problem, but I will say just grow, grow in your skill. I know that's helped me a whole lot. Um, I, there's still days where I debate, do I want to post this picture of this cookie? Oh, I don't know. People are probably going to think it's just lame and they're not going to like it. Oh, and I will literally take like a whole week before I post something. I've got it all set up. That's what I'm going to post. And then I don't do it because I'm so afraid that people are going to see it and be like, oh, that's not as good. But then I'm also afraid that they're going to say it's great. And then now I got to give that push out something even better than that. I don't know. It's, it's a battle, right? Um, but I would say opening up about it, surrounding yourself with people who believe in you, confronting the feelings and challenging the lies, and then practicing in your skill is really going to help with these feelings. And then at the end of the day, if this stuff is not helping, <laughs> um, I don't really know what to tell you. I'm like, that's all I got for you. I hope that it's, <laughs> that it's helpful. Um, one last thought that I'm going to leave with you, and hopefully this will this will hit home a little bit here because it did for me. But you know, there's this idea of fake it till you make it. You know, oh, you know, if if you feel inadequate, I'll just put on a, a face, say you're gonna you're gonna do great, you're gonna give yourself all these affirmations, whatever, you're gonna get through it, you're just gonna fake it till you make it, so nobody finds out. I want to actually give you the advice not to fake it till you make it but to face it till you make it face the fears face uh, the feelings face the lies confront them and you're gonna make it and I just just trust me on this the more you face things and you face those fears the better you're gonna be emotionally mentally and you're going to start really thriving. And I just don't want the, the fears and the comparison trap to keep you from really going after your dreams and your goals. And I know for me that that's been huge. Of course, I struggle with confidence every time I speak, every time I get on this podcast, every time I teach a class. I have this fear that it's not going to go well or... That it's going to go, that people are going to say it goes well, but they're just lying to me and it really didn't. Or that I'm just not as good as uh, people think. And at the end of the day, as long as I'm facing those fears and I'm aware of it and I'm confronting it, I'm going to get better and better and I'm going to be healthier for it. And it's not all just about being successful in your business. It's about being healthier emotionally as a person. And that is going to lead into your business really make you even more successful. All right, um, I will see you guys next time and hopefully this helped a little bit or just kind of 
validated some of the things that you already feel, some of the things you already are doing to confront this. Um, I did want to say one quick announcement that the next um, few months are going to be uh, filled with interviews with other small business owners who are my friends and who are successful. I'm going to be interviewing them and they are going to share with you two concepts and ideas from their own life as an entrepreneur um, that have helped them and they're going to help you guys with that. It's going to be lots of fun. Those will be 30 minute interviews and you'll get to learn from some people that I love who are super successful. So we have that to look forward to. Um, but for now, it's just me <laughs> and I love you guys a lot and use that discount code for that uh, one-time purchase of a sampler box, okay? All right, see you later. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Not So Small Talk podcast with your host, Jackie Wilson. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to rate, review, and subscribe on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Until next time.